0: Hey everybody, it's me, Jacob Adams, and I am here with one of my fa- favorite people in the world. You may know her from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Evita. <laughs> Lay is or oh, Our Ladies of oh, Perpetual Sucker, direct from the longest bar in the West End, <laughs> Francis Bailey McCann. <laughs> How are you doing?
1: Hi. I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, getting by. <laughs> I'm so excited to do this.
1: Me too.
0: <laughs> right, so let's just get straight into it. So, when did you get bitten by the theatre bug? Like, when did you start performing? Was it in school?
1: Um I wasn't in school actually. we never really had any drama curriculum or performing arts in school. Um, I started like after school clubs when I was about six, but I started in gymnastics and then uh, one year in on a holiday on a family holiday, I did karaoke and my sisters were like, <laughs> what uh, did you?" Think? What did us? <laughs> I think it was Whitney Houston. <laughs> Your love is my love. Oh like, yeah. Ten years old. Um, Just step touching
0: and, touch and clicking.
1: Yeah. And my sisters had never heard me sing, and they're like, "Okay, we need to do something about this." So I started stage school around ten, gave up the gymnastics, and that was it. From there, and my family, like, we're not one that's really ever went to theatre. Mm. Like, I think. You know, i have been to see a panto before I started stage school. And then from then on, my family came to see all the shows. And now they actually, like, will go and see the theatre, even if I'm not in it. So, um, yeah, that's how it started.
0: Oh, so what was, like, your first production? Like, like cool. as a kid? Yeah.
1: We did, um, in stage school, we did this version of a chorus line. But it was a kiddie chorus line. It was so good. Who were you? Um, I was a character called Carmen Lopez. <laughs> I was Spanish. Oh. Um, and it was it was so good. Like it was all original music with you know the idea of a chorus line. We're all auditioning for this job, but it was God almost I hope like I get it. <laughs> it was so good. And it, you think about like Bugsy Malone, where all the kids are playing adults. It was a bit like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. It was fun. That was like the first thing I've probably done on stage
0: oh my god amazing and then you um you went to drama school right
1: Yes. so I stayed with my stage school in Glasgow till I was 16 doing that part-time alongside school yeah and then they started a full-time college course so I just went straight from school into the college course um three-year course in Glasgow
0: okay what school was that
1: it's called GAMTA, the Glasgow uh, okay. Academy of Musical Theatre Arts.
0: Ooh, and then was Priscilla your first big show?
1: Yes, it was my first big show in London. Um, yeah. Before that, I had done a couple of pantos. Uh, my first one in Glasgow, uh, which oh, was cute. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was it? The panto. Yeah.
1: Um, Aladdin.
0: Oh, of course it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I only ever do Aladdin or Snow White. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, um, Priscilla, what was your track? Were you an understudy swing?
1: So, I was a swing. There was three female swings, and it was such an amazing first job. Um,
2: I can't like to, can't to be a
1: swing is like, you know, being thrown at the deep end, learning everything. Um, but every time we went on, we were either on for a diva, so like, you know, bet on all these tunes coming down from the top of the stage, or on yeah. for one of the characters.
0: Completely. I have a picture of you here as one of them can you see it (laughs) yes (laughs) how amazing are those costumes
1: look at the wig oh i loved that but honestly when i think about it now being suspended from the top of the palace theater i don't think i could do that now
0: I? I i do have a picture of it somewhere oh maybe i didn't know that oh no here it is what the hell like and you're expected to I dance. Mean, you're not just dangling. I, don't know it,
1: if huh? I did that? Yeah. There was um, there was two incidents on that actually. So you're like at the very top of the theatre, and there's this little bridge that you get traversed out on. And because you're at the top with all the flats and all the other pieces of set, you've got to stay really still as you go out, so you don't get tangled in them. So you right. just stay still, stay still, and something happened to my wires, and I started to turn. So I'm up, however many feet in the air, just turning. And there's a scene, quite a quiet scene going on on stage, so I couldn't shout, like, help me. And they eventually saw me like, shit, turned, like, stopped the machine and came, like, brought me back in and I was just <laughs> unwinding back in. Yeah. And then I had to run downstairs to sing, I will survive. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I can do it, I can do it, sing I will survive interval and I was just down (laughs) it was terrifying
0: so you you did you weren't seen to the audience when you were turning ground no No, so you're up in the yeah so we just
1: like preset there and then we come down
0: Uh, so you didn't come down no no you went you just ran out on stage and sang it
1: um no this is a different song so we were supposed to come on and do some as I think some backing yeah uh, but he just cut us because we couldn't make it
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, how <laughs> devastating um, what was it like for that to be your first big show because it's massive
1: it's huge it was so much fun and I think what was so great about it is the you know the context of the show it's yeah. a feel good show the music's incredible everyone's there to have a good time we're having that a good time a, on stage that
0: is jukebox musical done well
1: like really well because everyone <laughs> loves the music
0: um, yeah on a summer
1: right disco everyone knows it but it's fun as well it's not mm. got you know a really like rubbish story behind it it's also a cult movie so it's got that whole audience with it
0: yeah um, completely
1: yeah it was so much fun hence why I then did it for another year on tour
0: yeah and you did like loads of uh, TV events didn't you uh
1: we did a few We
0: I not it much oh did you hear about the wig.
1: Oh, what, what wig? Um, <laughs> so basically, we go to the studio and we're all getting ready. And because there's so many up, like everyone's doing a full drag face of makeup. So I thought I'll just take my time. I'll let everyone do it, and then I'll quickly do my face. And just then put a, my I
2: so
1: <laughs> like the And I was the last one to get ready, and I was like, okay, in my wig cap ready to get my wig on and i had this amazing red tight curls like huge wig and they were like oh we don't have your wig forgot my wig and i was like okay like wig cap so luckily charlotte riley had some extensions so put her blonde extensions in just had some pigtails took one of the boys hats and i was done but before that we met jennifer hudson yeah she was in the studio doing something else and we really wanted to meet her so her team were like yeah no problem we'll bring her into your dressing room yeah and we're all waiting and suddenly the door just opens and we can't see anyone but it's opening so slowly and, all <laughs> hear is, and i am telling you oh uh, my
2: uh, god did like,
1: you die like jaws to the floor it was incredible um I think we all just screamed ran at her got a picture and obviously me being the smallest one I'm like I'm not going to be at the back make my way right to the front right beside her but remember I've got no wig so I'm standing next to Jennifer Hudson with a wig cap on
0: yeah great memory (laughs) did it look like this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, how funny. i don't care yeah god i, I would I put care. that everywhere that would have been my profile face so i think
1: it, i think it was at one point
0: <laughs> and then so after you had the best time on priscilla what did you go on to after that
1: after that um after priscilla on the west end i went on to do i dreamed a dream the susan boyle musical on tour did no so i did that boil? yeah shut up <laughs> i did that before um going out on tour with priscilla so
0: what, what what was the was so just it just like it, a concert
1: um i guess it was another like jukebox musical right. um it was her it was a full musical it was the story of her life uh susan played by elaine c smith started from like her childhood all the way through to britain's got talent um (laughs) and it's actually like her story is really incredible and you know just like her family and her upbringing and how she had it hard at school and things um
0: what because the way she looked
1: yeah and just because she is like um You know, I think she was starved of oxygen to her brain when she was younger, so she had difficulties in that way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, you know, it was like when it got to Britain's Got Talent, we did Stuck in the Middle with You for all the auditions, which is incredible. Um, It was so much fun. And I remember I was on... Where was I? I was in Newcastle years later and... I was in a taxi and I was going to the theatre to do, I don't know, it must have been Our Ladies or something. And the taxi driver said, oh, I've been to this theatre. I saw the Susan Boyle musical. It was the best thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh, I was in that. <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: so he put, like, fangirled over you, this taxi driver.
1: <laughs> right, I don't think I told him that. I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that and I, that's the sort of thing I would know like campy nonsense especially yeah. with Britain's Got Talent yeah <laughs> and then you did Priscilla on tour again
1: and then did uh, Priscilla on tour
0: but you were playing Cynthia right That
1: was but... Cynthia and yeah did Priscilla and then what did I do oh and then I was back to auditions and then I got Here Lies Love
0: at yeah. Nashville. right is this where you met Chris
1: this is where I met Chris
0: uh, yeah. Well, Frankie's fiance, I don't know if you know, is an absolutely god of a man who you <laughs> probably know from Heather's, where he played either Ram or Kurt. I don't know the difference like until death. Right. Right. Do have a picture of you t- in Here Lies Love on the poster? Like it's cute, just oh, like in the background together. Oh and, yeah. oh So it was a bit of a showmance was it?
1: it was yeah that
0: shocks me for you what do you mean i just don't feel like you sort of person that gets carried away at work
1: this was the biggest carry-on at work it was so much fun because the show was you would have loved it
0: that boy slim i know it
1: have you listened to the soundtrack yeah oh my god so it's like and 90 minutes straight through and it's a nightclub, the music doesn't stop, and it's Fatboy yeah. Slim and David Byrne. And there's no stalls. So the Dorfman has seating round in like a square, and we took the stalls out, and we had podiums and stages either side. So we were on the stages on the podiums, and there was a pit that people were just dancing in. Oh, and we amazing. moved the podiums, and people like you're we told like, how to move round as we moved. It was so much fun.
0: Oh, do you want to explain the plot of it for some people? So it's not that it's, um, well
1: known, is it? No, it's the story of Imelda Marcos, the First Lady of the Philippines, and just, you know, how she, um, from her beginnings, her early life, through to how she met um, Marcos and they became, you know, uh, President and First Lady of the Philippines and just how they ran their business, how it was corrupt and just how the people were treated. And... Um, all set to disco music
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that was at the national theater wasn't it
1: yeah so it opened up the dorfman theater
0: (gasps) oh my god that's so amazing it
1: was how long did that run for it It was only three or four months and i wish that it could have extended or had a transfer somewhere but the space was just so specific
0: yeah definitely so that
1: was tricky
0: Oh, fantastic. And then where did you go? Is Our Ladies next?
1: Yes. So I, when did that finish like January and then audition for Our Ladies and that started in early, well, spring, early summer. And this is like, I don't even know how to describe Our Ladies. It was just like six of us got together to do this brand new piece. And it was starting at the Edinburgh Festival and then just doing like a small tour. We went to Newcastle because that's where Lee Hall's from. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then like a few venues in Scotland. And it was just a really small scale thing. But like uh, we just had so much fun with it and we're really passionate about it. And we more or less created it. They just gave us a list of the songs. And one day they said, "Okay, just perform this as a gig. So we just made right. it up, and we sat down and we kind of discussed what all the other characters that we play would be like, like all the guys. Mm. And then we just improvised things, and Vicky, our director, would say, "Yeah, I like that. Let's keep that. Let's do that." And we just got to play. Oh, it was it was incredible. And, and then you did on like stage, three
0: times, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and we did. So we did the first tour, and we thought that was it. Yeah. And then near the end of it, they said. We are going to the national next year and we're gonna do a big a bigger international tour. So we went yeah. to America How for three weeks. We went to America for three weeks. Um we went to Australia, uh, we went to Galway, which was really cute. Um yeah, and then at some point during that, I think it was at the national, um, we then were told we we're going to have a West End transfer mm-hmm. the following year. So it was just this like small thing of us just like playing around, having fun. That just kind of grew and grew and grew, and none of us anticipated. And I think that was what was really special about it as well. It was you didn't see it coming, you didn't expect it. It just happened.
0: Yeah, so and we was were it really
1: grateful and the
0: excited. Same girls the whole time.
1: <clears throat> so uh, the first year it was myself. Dawn, Caroline, Kirsty, Karen, and Mel. Mm. And then for the West End, instead of Mel, um, it was a girl called Isis.
0: Who was? Was she in that um, at the Bridge? Midsummer yeah. yeah, she was great.
1: She's incredible. She's so young and so incredibly talented. You'll see her in loads of things on TV as well.
0: Uh, and you're old and weathered now, are you?
1: Oh yes.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so also you got an Olivier nomination for that yes what (laughs) on earth was that like how amazing
1: funny so like I said it was this little thing this little show that you know we got to do that just kind of snowballed Mm. and it was before we went into the West End and they were announcing the Olivier's but none of us were watching it they weren't really in tune with all that and it was like I don't know 10 or 11 in the morning I'm sitting in the living room in my pajamas and Dawn messaged me and she said her friend messaged her saying we've just been nominated and I was like what what for so, like, For yeah. what and then opened up my laptop and I was like oh my god like for two for um two awards
0: I mean what so, was your reaction what did you do
1: don't even know i mean i think i went to the gym because that was like my morning routine oh, and my phone was just
0: you're <laughs>
1: buzzing. Mm-hmm. and then i yeah i went to meet my friend emma and we had a brunch um and then i actually had a holiday booked before the awards ceremony so i went to hong kong i went to thailand came back and went to this awards ceremony slightly jet-lagged um amazing it was the most incredible experience, the actual awards night.
0: Yeah, oh, tell me about it. Because at, was it televised at that time? Yeah. Because oh, i rem- it's not as big as the Tony Awards, is it? The no. LVAs. I remember when it was just on the radio and I'd have to like, listen on my Samsung phone. <laughs> my parents wouldn't want to listen to it. So, yeah, tell me about the night.
1: So uh, I had a dress from Amanda Wakeley. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, went all out. And then, um, yeah, we got there. It was a scorching day. It was so hot. It was such a beautiful day. And then, uh, we what year go was inside. There? Twenty seventeen. Okay. Mhm. And then we go inside the Royal Albert Hall, and it's huge. Um, and we are sitting like in uh, the stalls, and like Brian May is sitting behind me, Matthew Bourne is sitting in front of me, just like what the hell. Like, yeah. and amongst, like, sitting next to these people. Um, and then we won Best New Comedy, and that was announced maybe, like, one of the first couple of, of awards. Right. And we all went up on that stage. And I can't even remember what it looked like out there because we were just so excited.
2: Yeah, it, I can
1: imagine. It was insane. And then you go backstage to get, like, your portrait done. Um, and Denise Goff is there. And Andrew Garfield and Denise Coff was just like, yes! And Andrew Garfield was like, whoa. <laughs> was
2: just
1: like these mental girls going crazy.
2: Um,
1: and then in the interval, like in like a small kind of green room setting, uh, there's Lin-Manuel. And I was like, Do you know what I'm, d- I'm just going to go and introduce myself. Did and you? I went, of course I did. You're so ballsy. And he, before I could even say anything he was like well done he knew who i was (laughs) i mean you wouldn't know but yeah (laughs)
2: Um,
1: and then we just went back out um after the interval and sat in the audience again um
0: what was the booze like that was the food good
1: so at that um i'm trying to oh after to the after party was at the rosewood hotel Mm. Oh, and we were all putting buses there, like, you know, the big red buses?
0: Yeah, how fun.
1: So fun. Um, and the hotel, it was split into like three rooms, which I didn't know until like the last half hour of the night. What, like winners,
0: so like, nominees and people who like, didn't
1: even I'm, get not even I'm not even joking. So like the first room that we went in was like, I think you had to have like a gold ticket to get in there. And I think it was people who won or were nominated.
2: Yeah.
1: Free drink. Um having so much fun. I (laughs) I was dancing with someone from Jesus Christ Superstar and he was hammered. And yep. He dropped me (gasps) on my head. On my head.
0: Well, it's only like two foot drop, so calm down. You're tiny. (laughs)
1: Um and then in the next room it was huge. It was like the party room. There was a big dance floor. It was like a nightclub. And then downstairs there was a live band, there was a hotel chocolate room, there was a pick and mix, there was a photo booth. I was like, where? Like, how did we not know this existed?
0: Yeah, my god.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, so It was. It was incredible. And then uh, the next morning we had a photo shoot and uh, interview for the Guardian. So that was interesting. Uh, over. a little bit
0: rough. Uh, so I, uh, me and Frankie met at a theatre, and she was away doing something, and I'd heard <laughs> whispers of this, this girl, and she she was Olivier nominated, and I was like, oh, great, because you know those people that are, are like actors, but they're working in front of house, and they like shuffle ball change to pick up a coke, you know? <laughs> and. I was like dreading meeting you and then do you remember on that press night when we met and we had so much fun and uh, she wasn't an asshole at all I couldn't believe
2: yeah, it yeah
0: thank you uh, she was like a normal person that yeah. hates those people as much as I do. <laughs> love you for that so <laughs> very nice so that was at Regent's Park like you said so what was it like working front of house At a um, job, and then the next year being in this massive musical there.
1: Um,
0: Oh, that's a vita for
1: everybody. (laughs) I don't know. Like I, I love working front of house at the park. Yeah, I think like it's got a really good mix of people. Like you say, it's not just all actors passing time. It's a good mix of people, which is really nice for everyone.
0: A fantastic theatre. Yeah,
1: and I think produces great shows and you're outdoors and it's summer and yeah. you know most of the people that come are enjoying the atmosphere as well it's a really nice and it's only temporary as well so it's, yeah. it's a short short run um so i went back for my second year and that was before starting Vita. so i worked there in front of house
0: did you know you were starting before you were working front of house yes Oh, amazing. But it wasn't wasn't announced. It got announced while you you were serving canapes or something. Mm,
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's really nice that I knew both sides to the park and to have my shot on stage. So like I spent a year listening to all the shows and uh, seeing the first two that ran uh, the same season. So it was nice that I knew that I was getting my shot at the end. Yeah. But I think, at the same time, it made me a little bit more nervous than usual.
0: Of course, everybody's because everybody's there.
1: Because everybody knows me. Like, it's not a case of I don't know anyone front of house and we don't see each other. I know everyone now.
0: Yeah, and um, you know what everyone gets up to, how they talk about the performers, how... Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Have a little yeah. peek in and see the, see the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody had notes for you at the end of the show. Right? <laughs> so what was it like in that show? Um, because it wasn't like any production of Evita before. So if you want to tell everyone how it was different.
1: Um, I, I've i never seen Evita before. I've never seen it on stage. I've still not seen the movie. And I think that served me well because Same. it was not like anything that's been done before. So I think it was good not to come in with those um past productions already like in my head. Um it was modern and it was quite it was really stripped back in that there was no big glamorous costumes, you know, we were running about in shorts and slip dresses, and you could really see the clear divide between the descamisados and uh yeah. the aristocrats and then when uh Eva changed as well. And yeah, it was just a bit it was just really stripped back and
0: like a concert, um, wasn't more
1: it? Con- yeah, more concert, like more rock. Like we all had, you know, did we all have handheld makes? No, I didn't have one. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> um, and like getting ready on stage and like you know costume, being in the stairs, things that you don't. Yeah,
0: let's talk usually about that. See. How stressful was that to get changed from your little slippy dress into that silver one with the coat, the wig, the makeup? Yeah.
1: Well, as well, you know, it's the height of summer. We're outside. We've just Sweating done winter and like, so, so sweaty. Yeah. So getting the slip dress on, that's fine. And then I've got to put a fur coat on, okay. Were you
0: aware that everybody was going, i I mean, you?
1: yeah,
0: there I is did. like
1: an awareness of that. So I'll just, you know, just pretend they're not looking at me, this isn't interesting. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> no, it really was, I was like.
1: <laughs> and then got to put my shoes on and the wig was probably the hardest part because there was no mirror. So I quickly put my hair in a button, and then I've somehow got to get this incredible, blonde, yeah, little wig on. Um, and then if there's time, throw a bit of makeup on. But yeah. only if there's time. Um, yeah. Oh,
0: that you was... were so great at that. What was the, the audition like? Uh,
1: the I was, I was on tour, so I was coming back and forth to London. Um, oh, doing think... bath. Yeah. Yeah. So I came back to London one day and sang my own song, I think it was, for the first one. Um, but bearing in mind, I didn't know Evita, so I just sang something. I thought, this is going to show me off. I'll just sing this. How did you I...
0: not know Evita? I can't get over that. Oh, I know.
1: I know. Um, and then, yeah, the second one was A Dance Call. Oh, my God. Like, I've never been in a dance call. Can
0: not you fall over?
1: Yes, I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it was so incredible. I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't the kind of movement that's in a vita normally. It is more commercial. And, uh, yeah, I've never done anything like it. So I had so much fun. And then we did some partner work. But to, like, prepare myself for this dance call, because I haven't danced in a while, I took some classes. And... I swear to God, I gave myself vertical one day in these classes, we're doing shenny's in the corner and I was like, I'm just gonna go for it. And having not done it in so long, I was like, oh, I got really dizzy. And I just felt like that for a few days after. So then I'm in this edition doing the partner work and we get lifted, we do this turn. And as he goes to put me down, I just start to tip over, hands first, hit the floor, but everyone else had already stopped. So everyone's now watching me fall to the floor. And oh, I did
0: not know that.
1: I just like casting director and he's like, oh and I'm like, yeah, ugh. That's
0: really awkward. <laughs> what was his face back? Just
1: well, like? He was like, ugh. And I was like, yeah, that was embarrassing. They're like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely fine, I'm fine, but really my head's rattling.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, sang the song again. And I think that was it. I just there might be another call, I but I just I remember it was quite quick. Um and then just waiting to hear if I got it or not. It was a while to hear, like, because it was a jigsaw, obviously people yeah. coming from overseas. Um, and I was like, oh, after that dance call, I knew that I really wanted to do it. And meeting yeah. Jamie Lloyd, I was like, he's really cool. I want to work with him. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. And then during Evita, is that when you got Eponine?
1: Yes. So actually, <clears throat> I think I auditioned for for Eponine before Evita started, and then right. recalls were happening during rehearsals. But rehearsals were, were like, all day.
0: Yeah, in the and height day. of summer.
1: In the height of summer. And we couldn't get any time out for auditions. So I had to turn the, down all the auditions. And then we eventually opened. And they were still looking for Eponine, So I went back in, managed to get back in. And then got an offer.
0: Did you audition with your Glaswegian accent or did you put on the old Cockney or a French
1: accent (laughs) I put on the Cockney accent just because I know that that's usually standard
2: yeah
1: um and uh yeah did that and it wasn't until I think the first day of rehearsals that I said to them can I try this in my own accent just because why not like everyone's I mean, got different accents. People English were northern so and yeah, and you're you're singing in English and you're you're in France. So like, yeah, let's try it, and it got okay. So then I stuck with it and got branded the <laughs> McEppenine.
0: that's so
1: funny.
0: <laughs> so then you went on tour with Les Miserables. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: I did. How um, amazing! What what was was Les Mis like your dream show? I feel like it was every kid's. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: actually the first like little studio performance we did for um, an audience for like our parents, like an evening with kind of thing, I think I was like maybe 11 or 12 and we had to pick a song to do as a solo and I didn't know what to do and my sister had heard On My Own and she said, why don't you do this? She was like, yeah, okay. And I did it and I remember my friend's mum sitting in the front row and she cried I was like, oh, I did that <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think yeah like since then it's been a role that I've wanted to do it's been one of those dream roles
0: yeah completely
1: and then I, I thought my time had come and gone with it because I auditioned and I got to the final for opening like maybe the first two years at a drama school and never got it and I thought oh that's me that's my time because I never got seen for it since mm. and then it came round last year and or the year before that and yeah
0: how amazing yeah and was that everything you dreamed it would be are you are you one of the prostitutes at the start yeah you to do that
1: so the opening track starts with an ensemble track and you do uh at the end of the day and the factory and then you go into lovely ladies and then after that you go get ready for happening.
0: Uh, did your, like, factory worker have a full, fully realised story?
1: <laughs> oh, yes. And we, um, we came up with names as well. Because um you come from the harvest at the start and you've got little bandanas and the <laughs> bandanas cute. all had names. So that was your name. And then um, lovely ladies, we all had character names as well. I think maybe was Beatrice.
0: I can see that for you.
1: Yeah, she was definitely, like, had Spanish vibes.
0: So opening in Les Mis, was that the most nerve-wracking experience? Because it has a massive following.
1: Yeah. I think, I don't remember the opening night as such, because it was already finishing its first year of this new Mm. production on tour. And we we finished uh, the run in Southampton so the previous cast did the first like three weeks and we did the last week so we were there with them the whole time and it was just okay. you know, yeah it wasn't like fresh we were just kind of like taking over mm. so it felt like a little bit of the pressure was off um, but I do remember the first time we sang it with the orchestra and
0: tears was it tears oh, I there would...
1: wasn't tears I think I was just a little bit in shock um, and I was really nervous as well, because you're singing it for like five weeks of the rehearsal, just with a piano. You
0: yeah, know, plunking it away, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then suddenly there's a full-blown orchestra. So I remember the director after the run, just like, you know, really excited asking me, how was that singing with the orchestra? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was good. It was, it was great. And I think he was really underwhelmed. Yeah. But I was just trying to process it because I was so nervous. I was like, okay, that happened. Now I've done it once it's out of the way and now I can actually like be aware of the experience now that yeah. I've got that one done. Oh that's um, so
0: amazing. I wish I could seen it.
1: I know. We so we did one week in Southampton and moved to Cardiff for I think six weeks over Christmas. Mm. And now that was that was crazy.
0: That is the massive. millennium is huge.
1: Yeah. It's massive. And it was sold out. Every night,
0: yeah, of course it so
1: was. So you don't really see much um throughout the show, but when I finish on my own, and then you look up, and then the lights for the barricades come in. It, yeah, the light then shines on the audience. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow! That, like thank goodness it's at the end of the song, and it's yeah. like done because you can see everyone all the way up to the top, all the way up to the back.
0: Oh, yeah terrific and um, what happens after you die do you just hang around backstage
1: so after i die um i take all my dirt off take all the blood off <laughs> and then there's like a good maybe 30 minutes or so so i take all the dirt off and then i'll go have a shower and Then I will reapply some nice makeup because she comes on as a ghost at the end. So you've got a
0: a smoky eye,
1: smoky (laughs) a bit of contour. Um, She's got a clean chemise, clean trousers, lovely white coat with a train. Lovely. So I brush my hair and just make sure I look nice. And then I'll probably eat some snacks. And if it's a matinee day, I have my dinner before the end of the show, which is great.
0: Oh, it's such a long show. I don't know how you don't eat all the way throughout it.
1: <laughs> well, actually, so I shared Changing Room with Charlie, who played Cazette, mm. and our staples in the Changing Room were salt and vinegar Pringles and wine gums. Uh, so we'd be eating them through the show.
0: I've just discovered wine gums. Like, I know it, I'm I'm old enough, but... <laughs> Good, I'm, right? Yeah, like, yes, my suite of choice from now on. Mm-hmm so oh, like afraid. i think
1: there's something in them that's good for the throat oh that's what yeah, we told ourselves tell,
0: tell me that because yeah sure yeah. i'm sure it's just msg right <laughs> and then corona put an end to your touring it uh-huh. yeah, yeah.
1: sure I did
0: was so that obviously devastating
1: yeah i was actually so we were in norwich and i was off I mean,
0: that's devastating enough being
1: in Norwich, but <laughs> it was really nice. It was we well, had just come from Zurich as well. Zurich yeah. was tough.
0: Well at least you got to do that though, because that's fun overseas, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean last year, even though the majority of the year was spent indoors because of COVID, I did actually, you know, travel at the start of the year, so I was like, okay, that's yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, we were in Norwich and I was actually off for the whole week before we were closed down and looking at it i probably had covid um so i came back on that monday i was like yeah cool feeling great ready to go we all did a warm-up and then everyone was brought on stage after warm-up and told to go home like, oh, I okay. mean,
0: so it was literally you were at the theater it wasn't like yeah
1: we were getting ready for the show
0: getting ready just chucking dirt on
1: yourself <laughs> <laughs> so um, I
0: can't believe that I would have thought it was just like an email
1: no told in person on stage and yeah it was just weird it's like, kind of
0: nice that like, you were together though to yeah
1: and to see everyone as well Um yeah. but yeah it was just bizarre because we didn't know how long it was going to last like we just you know put, packed up didn't even pack up that night actually it wasn't for a few days after went in packed up my dressing and left it on the truck, um, thinking that, you know, we'd be back there in two months time.
2: Yeah. Well, I think
1: most people did think that. Um yeah, really, really strange. And although we did, you know, we did get for three or four months out of it, it was out of a twelve month contract. Yeah. So it felt and we only did maybe three and a bit venues. So it didn't feel like we even like scraped the surface with it. Completely. Yeah.
0: Felt slightly robbed.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I feel I was, like unfinished business.
0: Yeah, I was going to watch you in March and I was fuming that mm, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So. And then you went returned to Lamers in London, didn't you?
1: Yes.
0: What was it like just having the opportunity to be part of a show again? Because you did hair, didn't you, in Norwich? Yeah. Oh God, that, was, uh, that was crazy. Yeah, actually, I think I do have a picture of you. Uh, maybe I didn't save it. Was... Oh no, that's it. It's like <laughs> just that cool. Yeah, yeah, say about it being in the tent and whatnot. Ah. Uh-huh. You didn't get naked in it, did you? No, we didn't. Oh, it you was freezing.
1: cold.
0: It was so cold. Take someone's eye out.
1: <laughs> but like, Hair is another show that I didn't know. Mm. <laughs> so this was new to me and it was like, oh, it's so much fun. And I've actually
2: I
0: music.
1: caught myself singing some of the songs just the past couple days like just popped into my head um so that was really fun it was nice to do something and then yeah when lemas came around oh my god it was just I felt so so grateful Completed. um and you know it was nice just to be in the room with people and you know something to do and then being on stage like the feeling of being in front of an audience again and knowing that both sides of that theatre have the same, you know, feeling. Yeah. Of just like being so grateful to be there, um, which was quite incredible. Uh, it was it was weird, of course, because <clears throat> it was like every forty eight hours we were getting tested. We were in mm. bubbles. We were in separate sides of the theatre.
0: Oh, you were was, in bubbles backstage.
1: Yeah. So I'd share my dressing room um, with two of the girls and we'd be next to each other on stage as well, just right. to split up uh, covers and the principal cast, just because, yeah. you know, if someone does go down, then at least their covers are available
0: right. and they don't have
1: to then isolate with them.
0: So you were to go on then, would you, mm-hmm. you don't go near anybody during the show? Yeah. Like-
1: um, what if I was on for well,
0: yeah you wouldn't die so in his uh, arms like uh
1: no it was all in front of mics
0: mics away from space. each
1: other. yeah
0: oh wow
1: yeah so oh, it was really okay. really well for, done
0: for that whole week that it was back no can't
1: um, believe
0: it I mean it's better than nothing
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah um what was the rehearsal like for that was it really quick because
1: it have, was really quick
0: everyone yeah. had done the show before right
1: Everyone's done the show before, and it was just a case of, for the likes of me, learning the songs that I didn't know. Um, so when I...
0: What was that, like again Yeah,
1: so when yeah. I would usually go to the Epony yeah. track... Did
0: you have a solo? What was it? I
1: did. Which- um, it made me nervous because it was the last line, and I, it's hard to pitch. <laughs> uh, Same old story, what's the use of tears? What's the use of praying if there's nobody who hears? <laughs> turning,
0: turning, turning. Amazing.
1: And I did I did my solo lines in Scottish as well.
0: Oh did you? Oh, yeah, amazing.
1: so the factory was quite fun. Give it some yeah, real. Completely.
0: What what were you, what were your lines in the factory?
1: Um Did you say the promise human today? With his terrible breath and his wandering hands.
0: Oh. She'll drive on the
1: street. <laughs>
0: uh, to give it a lot of that. <laughs>
1: but yeah so there was just like learning the bits of music we didn't know and then um because again unlike the concert they did previously we had to make sure it was all social distanced and well spaced out so you
0: and the audience is right
1: yeah um so we just had to stage it from scratch again oh really yeah it was the same kind of premise with the microphones and the benches but
0: yeah just altering
1: and yeah
0: okay Oh, so that brings us up to present day. So how have you been keeping yourself busy?
1: Oh, God. Um, just the normal stuff, like homework outs. I started running with, um, the, when the lockdown started. And that's, like, really boring, but, like, basic things. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it does get monotonous and quite boring.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I've been reading. I've um, made myself read more than I usually would. Yeah. which is good um and what else have I been doing I mean just trying to keep busy I've become obsessed with interior design for <laughs> that yeah like I've watched a show on Netflix and then I, I I've just been looking at houses and like uh, I've always I've been, been into art so I've like started doodling like I'm I'm yeah, passing the time cute. for an obsession
0: <laughs> yeah well you've got to find something haven't you yeah Right, shall we go to questions that viewers have sent in? Oh, okay. Right, Um, I didn't write the names, which I realised I maybe should have after, but whoops, (laughs) I'm learning. Uh, The first one that happened like 30 seconds after I posted it was, what's your favourite press night buffet dish? Buffet dish? (laughs) And that's from George.
1: Yes, George and I love our food. Um, Like the... The Lima's press nights were incredible. They put on a full spread of, like, cheese and bread, and there was a whole pick-and-mix table. But I have okay. to say, in Zurich, the press night was incredible. They had, like, chefs making, like, beef stew at the back, or there was, like, vegetable pasta, and there was pastries going round. Like, we're always starving after the show because it's such a long show. Yeah. <laughs> so that was amazing
0: I oh, know press nights are so much fun as well yeah uh, do you drink when you're performing like when you've got um, a show
1: I'm quite strict so I'll have like one or two at a press night but it's almost always before a two show day
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but um, no I usually try and curb it unless it's like a Saturday night and I know I've not got a show on the Sunday I'll let myself have a wine but I'm usually quite a strict wine. With a,
0: drink. a wine? a wine? Yeah. right um oh this is quite a good one how much freedom did you um have when you were making your eponine like how how much of it's set
1: so quite a bit of it is set in terms of stand here when this happens and you know all of that but like i say i managed to use my own accent yeah and yeah i think in terms of the singing there's a bit of freedom, like you work with the musical director and the musical supervisor to find what it is, because there's certain things that they want and need to hear. Yeah. So I then find that within myself, um, and then acting-wise, you know, they give you roughly what the intention should be here and there, and then yeah. again, I just make it my own.
2: Oh, I So maybe.
1: it's not like working from scratch and getting yeah to put you on like stamp on it, but there are spaces for your own interpretation.
0: Oh gorgeous. Um what's your favourite part of the show of Lay Mares, I assume that is?
1: My favourite part, um God, what was my favourite part? I really liked singing A Little Fall of Rain. Um
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I just love that song. And it just sat in a really nice place for me. It was really relaxed. And it's just sat a really down, beautiful.
0: Sing a song.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. Get carried <laughs> off stage. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked that, and I liked the the um, attack on Raplume because I got to do a bit of action. My
0: favourite bit. I've got to
1: do a bit of fighting and just that's get you know just something a bit more right. lively.
0: Is the screen pre-recorded? Slash, can you tell me that?
1: Slash, I don't think I can tell you that
0: okay cool Uh (laughs) um what do you miss most about being on stage
1: being on stage oh um just I think as most performers will say like it is your sense of purpose
0: Mm. like
1: I've like I say I went to stage since I was 10 and have done it all my life since then and have known that's what I wanted to do so I think it's not even a sense of like being on stage it's great being on stage and being part of this theater family but I think I just miss performing yeah like it's great I can sing in my house but you know it's different when you're actually doing a performance for an audience which is what I've trained to do which is what I do for a living yeah so yeah it's just missing missing work and missing the people and telling the stories
0: oh completely yeah kind of like missing a a limb isn't it like yeah totally the like, oh, whole time uh, oh god this is uh <sighs> right the person who wrote it had terrible grammar sorry but they good. <laughs> so like i tried to interpret it um any advice for bame artists auditioning for roles that are typically white
1: well i think for any role yeah. you just have to be yourself and give them your interpretation. And I think, you know, that's our responsibility. That's the power that we have. We don't have the power on the other side of the table to say, you know, you should look to expand, you know, this casting bracket, who you're casting. It might be typically white. So then that's the casting responsibility to look in other directions. So I'd say when auditioning for any role, and I learned this quite late on, be yourself and, you know, do the interpretation that you see fit. For so long, I would think, what did they want to see from me? What do I need to do to fit this? And yeah. it would drive me crazy because I'm trying to be what I think they want me to be. Whereas one day I got so fed up with myself, drive myself crazy thinking, oh, what should I sing? What should I sing? I just went, do you know what? I'm just going to take this song that I like to sing and... I did it, felt comfortable, and I was getting recalls, and I just kept that mentality of this is what I see the character as, this is what I want to do. And yes, of course, take on their notes, and then I booked the job. And it's oh. like, so, ah, that works. Just trust yourself and do the work, um, and just be brave with your choices. And yeah. it works or it doesn't work, but that is out of your control.
0: Wow. Well. So eloquently put, <laughs> and uh, the last question is actually, I'll get a picture up. You put an Instagram post up of you returning to the regent's park this summer about the taboo uh, of having like a mm-hmm. muggle job, and you know, I hate that term,
1: we yeah,
0: but they're jobs, like, they do you want to talk about? Uh, th- talk about like the yeah the, the so, stigma of having to work at something outside of what you've trained
1: in yeah, and I think now with this whole pandemic, it was finally time for the stigma to be erased and for okay. you know having normal jobs that aren't non act like non acting jobs is normal and yeah. the term muggle is. Or, Can I just clear? Is muggle used in Harry Potter as a derogatory term?
0: No, it's no, it, no. That's like a squib. Okay. It's like um, non-magical. That's right. what. Oh, so right.
1: that's like saying actors saying that we're magical, and people that might be doing, you know, the job that we've done that we are popping in and out of. That's their chosen career path. That's what they like to do. Right. What they're passionate about. So why should you look down on that? Yeah. No, we're lucky enough that we manage to pop in and out of these jobs, you know, because looking at the state of the world right now, trying to get a job in a supermarket is kind of impossible.
0: Yeah, completely. So,
1: yeah, don't take these jobs for granted. And when you get into this, into the acting industry, into show business, you don't get into it to make money. You know, there might be a profit share or some fringe theatre that. You love that you're really passionate about that you enjoy doing but it might not pay the bills so what are you going to do like if you really want to do it you're going to have to find some financial um you know prospect somewhere else and like i said earlier i love working at the park
0: yeah so much fun you know
1: i worked in other theaters front of house and i sometimes teach i just mix it up but you just have to make ends meet and unless you do hit the big time with this great but yeah just you know you've got to stay humble and grounded and you've yeah, got to make money.
0: Yeah great thank you and the question that kept coming up is such a basic question but I'm going to ask it anyway um, besides Madame Morrible what's your dream role?
1: Madame Morrible? <laughs> I don't know if I've had a dream role like well like I say I had like I wanted to play Eponine I think yeah. leaving leaving college I was like yeah I want to play Eponine I want to play Kim that's not what happened <laughs> I basically just like wanted to follow in the footsteps of Lea Salonga and then
2: perfect,
1: yeah I've been like so lucky to have been part of our ladies and get to originate something so I think that's everyone's dream. And yeah, I'm like, I think
0: that, that little haircut you have is so iconic. I, I always <laughs> think of that.
1: <laughs> so, like, that was incredible. Doing something new and you get to create it is always a goal. Um, I mean, I think I would love to do Hamilton. I'll play any one of those women. I'd love to be part of
0: Anyone Hamilton. Any one of the men,
1: why not? Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, and then... You know, a little bit of Gretchen and Mean Girls won't go amiss.
0: See, I see you as a, uh, a Katie was a scene of DNY. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you not see that piece out?
1: I don't know. I think it's the whole, well, you know, Ashley Park played it on Broadway, and I'm like, that could be me. Yeah, you could be anyone,
0: yeah. though, can't you?
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think we need to now look at it. You that could be way. Damien if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I, I love that.
0: Movie so much. Oh, it's on Netflix as of yes. I
1: know. Yeah, I just saw that. So um, yeah, love have it. Have you watched *Me and Girls* too?
0: No. No, I haven't either. I feel like I might.
1: Mm,
0: tell yeah. me about it. I will. <laughs> well, oh, thank you so much for doing this, Frankie. It's been nice. great.
1: Thanks. so much fun.
0: Yeah. Right. So hopefully, if that happens, I'll get another guest and we can do the skin next week. But I'll see you then. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Frankie, so much.
1: Thanks.